is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mission Driven Made podcast. This is your host and founder of the Mission Driven Made movement, Jacob Straub. And of course, welcome back to another episode of the Friday Debrief. If you're new today, what we do here at Mission Driven Made is impact people to lead a healthy and high-performance lifestyle. And we do this through personal development and fitness. If you've been here for a while, you might be wondering what I just said and how that doesn't sound like the same thing I say on every other podcast. Now, if you haven't seen our social media accounts uh, in a little while, we are going through a little bit of a rebrand. Now, initially, Mission Driven Made was just personal development. And over time, partly because of all of you guys um, that have been communicating with me, have asked for more fitness content, which I think is fantastic. Fitness and personal development go hand in hand. Fitness is even part of that, because one of the components of personal development is health and wellness. And one of the great components to obtain health and wellness is through fitness. Now, on top of this, fitness is something that I've been so passionate about since I was 14 years old. I've been, I don't want to say researching. I know scientists hate when non-scientists say the word researching, but I've been studying and educating myself and taking courses uh, on fitness and nutrition and uh, many things alike since I was uh, that age is something I just absolutely love. I was the kid in high school, at least before I started going down uh, a bad path. I was a person in high school that would help write workout program programs for people, excuse me, and people would come up to me and ask for fitness tips and nutrition tips and things like that. And I obviously I did it for free. I was in high school, but I absolutely loved that. Now, years later, when I eventually moved down to San Diego to start a new life there, I got certified as a trainer and then worked as a personal trainer for a couple of years in a gym there. And I did take a little hiatus, not from fitness, but from uh, formally training people uh, for a couple of years. I spent about 10 years in fire department and emergency medical services. I worked as a firefighter paramedic um, eventually. And for the first uh, few years I was there, I wasn't coaching or, or training anyone officially. Eventually, um, I started coaching CrossFit and really fell in love with coaching again. And after getting certified in coaching CrossFit, I absolutely loved it. Like I said last week on the podcast, we had a great community at the place that I was coaching. And then on top of that, what I really loved about coaching CrossFit specifically there was never a time where you have arrived. You constantly need to study. You constantly need to educate yourself, especially with CrossFit. There's so many different facets that make up CrossFit. You have to, as a coach, you have to have a basic, at least basic level uh, of knowledge of gymnastics, uh, of Olympic lifting, of even powerlifting and other foundational exercises that you'd see in a standard gym. So with all those different things that you're required to know, there's no way you could ever be necessarily an expert at all of them. You're always studying, always learning, and always being challenged to be better. So that is something that I loved about coaching uh, CrossFit. Now, uh, on top of that, I'm still technically a certified elite personal trainer. I'm certified to coach CrossFit still. I'm an Olympic lifting coach, and I am a certified nutrition coach. So I do still have uh, all of those up to date. Now, besides all that, even more 
importantly, is this is something I I just love and and confident it's an area that I'm going to be able to bring the most value to all of you. Now, you've noticed too, if you have read the show notes or description of the podcast lately, or even on the website, you'll notice I changed that as well. Now, something I mentioned in there might have sounded a little bit negative, uh, but it's true. Part of the reason I wanted to do all this. So the fitness industry and self-help industry, but especially the fitness industry, is known <laughs> for for there being a lot of charlatans or snake oil salesmen or false marketing, lots of clickbait, false promises, all of that. And from a pretty young age, I remember just detesting or just, excuse me, despising all of that. I, I can't stand the fake clickbait, false promises and lies that would happen in the fitness industry a lot. So I wanted to have a platform to create a platform where I could share honest and truthful and raw and unfiltered information when it comes to fitness and personal uh, development. So uh, that is uh, the reason for the rebrand. And I really hope you guys like it. I really do. It's, it's what I love. It's what at least some of you have told me that you want more of. And anything from the content uh, on social media to the guests um, on the podcast in the future, you're going to see there's more people that are into fitness. Now, this could be entrepreneurs. It could be athletes. And th there's going to be some that aren't necessarily you know, fitness fanatics, but we're going to go a little bit more in that direction. And I would love to hear your guys's feedback, you know, on social media, please feel free to uh, send me a direct message whenever you'd like comment on one of the posts, you know, tell me uh, what you think what you like, and I'd be happy to connect with you there. Now for today for the, the topic, my wife actually thought of this, and I was really excited um, to talk about this and felt it was the, <laughs> the perfect topic for I don't want to say my first fitness podcast episode, but the first episode where I heavily concentrated on fitness. So what we're going to talk about today is fitness myths. And I could talk about this all day long. You can ask any of the coaches that I used to, to work with. I would talk about this stuff all the time because I <laughs> am sick of people being lied to over and over. So we're not going to do that here. There's not going to be any watered down speeches. There's not going to be clickbait and lies or anything like that. We're going to give you the truth to the best that we can here at Mission Driven Made. So fitness myths, and I'm going to give um, five of them uh, to you today, and we're going to go over each of them briefly. So number one is if ladies lift weight, they're automatically going to get bulky. Now, if you listened to the show last week, you heard me talk about this with Sammy a little bit. So this is a myth that's been, I don't actually know how long it's been around, but it's been around for as long as I've been participating in fitness now since I was, you know, about 14 years old or so. So yes, if ladies, if you lift weight, you can gain muscle. Absolutely. But to, to just start doing resistance training and think that it's going to mean you're going to get bulky, especially right away. That is not the case. If you look at female bodybuilders that might seem bulky uh, to some of you, understand that that is their craft that they have dedicated their life toward. They do it full time, have been doing it for years, 
are wildly consistent and then also eat a certain way. So ladies, I just want to say again, like I did last week, for the ones that are lifting, that do lift barbells that are, are in the gym doing resistance training nowadays, you guys are rock stars. Because I even remember since I was a teenager, how it was promoted to you that you had to eat a thousand calories a day, do tons of cardio, and you're expected to have this, uh, this skinny frame. And I can't imagine being promoted or, or being marketed to like that for years and years and how easy that could get in someone's head. So for the ladies that are out there that are getting after it, that are in the gym, that are doing deadlifts and squats and Olympic lifts or whatever you're doing. Awesome. You guys are seriously rock stars. So let's uh, move on to uh, number two. So this one I've heard, or excuse me, I've, I've definitely had conversations about this one, probably more than any of the other myths that we're going to talk about today. And that is the keto diet being superior to, for, excuse me, for fat loss. Now, one thing that even bothers me, I, I don't want to say bothers me specifically with a keto diet, but how it is presented now to all of you, just to the general population of people, is that when you lose weight, you have to pick a specific diet, which is completely not true. You don't have to pick any diet. So for example, the keto diet, the carnivore diet, the Mediterranean diet, the paleo diet, any of these things. So the, the industry makes it seem like you must choose one of these to be able to lose weight. And that's not true. Anyways, so with the keto diet, which is high protein, fat, and essentially low or close to no carbohydrates. So the, the thought behind this is that you're going to burn more fat if you eat this way. And the answer response to that it's a little bit nuanced. So what will happen is yes, you will burn more fat, but you will also be consuming more fat. So at the end of the day, whether you're doing a keto diet or a high carbohydrate diet, all that matters, I don't want to say all that matters, but what is most important is you being in a caloric deficit, meaning you burn more calories than you take in. So that is what is going to matter at the end of the day when it comes to fat loss. That's going to be the most important factor in losing fat. There's other things that go into it. That is the main thing. You must be in a caloric deficit. And a lot of the keto zealots out there make it seem like you cannot eat carbohydrates and lose weight and almost demonize carbohydrates. So for me personally, and this is going to be different for everyone, the times where I was purposely leaning out and trying uh, to get, I don't want to say as lean as I could, but to, to lean out and be on the, the lighter side for, for my body weight personally, I, a lot of the times I was on a high carbohydrate uh, I don't even want to say the word diet, but a high carbohydrate diet with moderate to high amounts of protein. And then I would say a little bit lower on the fats uh, side of the house. So me doing that, that's how I personally got the leanest that I had ever been. So you do not need to demonize carbohydrates. You don't need to completely cancel them out to lose body fat. So that is a uh, point number two. Now, number 
three, cardio is superior for fat loss. Now, this has been shown through studies that this is not the case. If you had to pick, if we looked at resistance training versus standard cardiovascular training, and you had to pick one for fat loss, the winner of those two, the most optimal one of those two is going to be resistance training. Now, again, in both of these scenarios, it's not going to matter too much if you're talking about fat loss, unless you were in a caloric deficit. The problem with doing obscene amounts of cardio and not incorporating resistance training over time, as your body adapts to doing just cardiovascular exercise, especially if you are not eating enough calories over time, your body will adapt and you are going to lose muscle. Now this isn't going to happen, you know, overnight, it does take a bit of time for your body to adapt, but that's where you get that, uh, that infamous skinny fat look. So that's the people that aren't doing resistance training or doing tons of cardio and, you know, at times not eating enough. Now, in my personal opinion, and there's been studies to show, and this is the mo most optimal way, if you want to burn or lose body fat, if you do a program where there's resistance training, and then you incorporate cardio a couple times a week as well, that is going to be the most optimal way if you are looking to lose fat. Now, don't go overboard on the cardio. I'm not saying uh, to do that, but you can and definitely should incorporate at least some cardiovascular uh, exercise in your routine. It's also going to have tons of health benefits, but resistance training does as well. All right, moving on. No, what number are we on everyone? Number four, fasted cardio is superior for fat loss. Again, this is a complete myth. It is factually incorrect. And this whole thought or, or idea, to my knowledge, it started from the bodybuilding community and it would even make perfect sense. So what a lot of bodybuilders do and also did and have done for a long time is you would wake up in the morning first thing and you would do cardiovascular exercise and you do it on an empty stomach thinking that you were going to burn more fat. Now, in fact, what happens is while you are doing your exercise, yes, you might use more body fat for fuel. That may be true. But studies have shown if you look at this over the course of 24 hours and beyond, it doesn't matter if you are fasted or if you eat first, it's going to come down to calories again. It's going to almost always come back to calories, at least in some fashion. I would even argue that eating before you do cardiovascular exercise is going to have more benefits than the other way around when we're looking at it from at least a performance standpoint. So if you are trying to drop your 5k mile time or get a PR on your one mile run or whatever it is, whatever form of cardio it is, if you're fasted, you don't have the same amount of energy stores that you would. So again, it's going to come back to what can you stick with? What are you going to be consistent with? And also ju just what do you like? If you enjoy doing fasted cardio and it works for you and you can keep doing it, then, then great, keep doing it. But just do know that it's not going to have any benefits long-term as far as fat loss. 
All right, everyone. And to number five, this one also comes from the bodybuilding community. And that is, you can only build muscle in the six to 12 rep range. Now, this has uh, been debunked through a couple studies. Um, if any of you are familiar with Brad Schoenfeld, he, Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, he's the top in leading researcher in the entire world with muscle hypertrophy or building muscle. And so he's uh, done some studies to completely debunk this. And the gist of the studies that I've seen show that you can even build muscle past doing 25 or even 30 reps. I don't remember the exact number that they had, but really high reps. And the, the main issue was as long as you were getting somewhat close to muscle failure, then your body is going to be able to build muscle. So you can do this lower than six reps. If you really want, you can do 25 reps. As long as you are working somewhat close to muscle failure, you are going to build muscle. And something that I've kind of come to understand over the years, building muscle is actually a pretty forgiving thing. Now, what I mean by that, if you're looking to build just overall raw strength, you know, you're a, a power lifter, there, there's going to there's gonna be a bit more of a specific plan that you're going to have to follow that isn't going to be quite so forgiving. Uh, with, with, mus with muscle hypertrophy, um, that's the great news. That's not the case. So you can work in a variety of rep ranges and still at the end of the day, build muscle. Now there's, there's three main drivers or mechanisms in the way that muscle builds. Now, the first one is mechanical tension. So you want to make sure that you have enough load or resistance to where there's tension and where you can utilize that tension through a range of motion. Now studies have shown uh, to get the highest amount of mechanical tension, it's actually not necessarily lifting your one rep max or the absolute most that you can lift at one time. The sweet spot seems to be around 90% of what your one rep max is for that sp specific exercise. So number one is mechanical tension. Number two is going to be muscle damage. So from resistance training, when we're in the gym, what ends up happening is in our muscle, it's going to cause small micro tears. Now, after we're done exercising, when we're resting from there, your body eventually is going to repair those tears in hopes of later on your muscles going to be bigger and or stronger. So we need to exercise to the point where there's going to be some muscle damage. So that's number two. And the third mechanism for building muscle is going to be metabolic stress. Now, simply put, metabolic stress is when you think of that pump that so many bodybuilders chase where... Are you doing enough reps to where you're going to shuttle blood and nutrients and other metabolites into your muscle to where they feel swollen? So those are the three different drivers and mechanisms for, for building muscle. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to do with just being in that very common six to 12 rep range. But I even remember when I was a teenager, that's what they said in every bodybuilding magazine. It was almost always in that six to 12 rep range. So I personally think that's great news. Uh, you, if you enjoy training at a bit higher rep range or even lower sometimes, then perfect. Go ahead and do that. You can still build muscle. Now, I, I do think it's smart over the long term 
to change up your rep ranges from time to time. I think it's great if you, in, in your training, if you do lower reps sometimes with movements, if you do moderate reps and sometimes a bit higher, I think it's great to do it all. And it also seems to have the most benefit over the long-term uh, to do that. Well, it has been awesome, everyone, getting to do the first, I don't want to say first fitness podcast again, but first a podcast uh, since the uh, changing of the brand, changing of our mission statement. It's, it's a lot of fun. I absolutely love doing it. And if you guys have any questions that you would want answered on the podcast, I haven't brought this up for a while. Uh, there is a little section there that you're going to see in the show. It's called Ask Me Anything. You can click that, fill out the form. It's going to take, you know, about 30 seconds or so. It's also uh, on the website if you want to go there directly. So if you have any questions with fitness with fitness myths, nutrition, or personal development in general, please go ahead and ask me there. And I'll have it featured on a later show in uh, some way, shape, or form. And also, don't forget to subscribe to Midweek Mind Pump, which is my new newsletter. So the reason why... I really like this style of newsletter is because it is so short. You guys, I'm sure all of your inboxes are flooded with emails every day. You probably don't read half of them. Probably probably goes straight to delete with a lot of them just because they are so long. So Midweek Mind Pump, what it is, it's very short. So I'm going to send you every Wednesday morning. It's going to be a topic and a question. And all it is designed to do is to provoke your thoughts. So it's going to be a, a personal development related question. You're going to read it, think about it, and uh, just assess from there. Like, how can you improve in that certain facet of your life? So go ahead and subscribe to Midweek Mind Pump. You're going to see that there in the show notes. And again, thank you everyone for tuning in. It's been great getting to get on here and talk about some fitness with all of you. Go out there. Have an awesome Friday, everyone. Excited to connect with you all again soon. And love you guys. Stay mission-driven.